people. Good evening everyone and welcome to week 17's coverage of the Thursday Night Podcast. Joining me as usual in the booth, the one and only Bradley Lister. How are you my man? I'm absolutely superb, how are you Ryan? Oh mate, I'm absolutely stupendous. Um, obviously before we kick off we have another fantastic week of, uh, of NFL action to go into. Um, but obviously we will cover by sending out for, on behalf of myself and Brad... Uh, best wishes to uh, to Demar Hamlin and his family. Obviously, um, during the uh, the AFC Week 16 game between Cincinnati and uh, and Buffalo, Demar Hamlin suffered uh, a cardiac arrest um, and was rushed to hospital. He's, he's in the ICU, um, and apparently, scenes from this afternoon coming in uh, is that he's he's neurologically intact. So it looks like he's going to make a very very quick. Good recovery, um, which is brilliant. Latest news coming out is uh, from the spokesperson that he's made a remarkable improvement. Um, his lungs are having to heal. Um, obviously, he is still in a critical condition, uh, but apparently, some form of speech has started to come back. Um, but yeah, it's it's not something you want to see during an NFL game, Brad. That was um, it was horrific. I was watching it. It was you know. He had a couple of scores, and then on a on a drive on the the next drive, it was just yeah, it was horrific. Um, no, we want to say, like you say, Ryan, he's making making um, a decent recovery, which is good. But obviously, he says his lungs need to completely heal, um, and he should make a full recovery. I saw um, an article. Obviously, I sent it to you earlier as well, um, and it was when Demar Hamlin asked who won. The yeah. doctor said, "You won the game of life," and it's like, yeah, I was like, "Wow!" Like it's it's crazy, isn't it? When you've got these these athletes who it's just like they just want to win, yeah. And it's like, like, you know, it's it's crazy, isn't it? But like we say, um, it's not what you want to see on a football field, and you know, all the best to to him and his family, and I'm sure he'll he'll make a, a swift recovery. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um... We'll jump in then, we'll kick it off uh, with Thursday Night Football. Um, last week, Bra- I basically got one up on Bradley. I think it was about 5-1 five, five, in prediction week to myself. Um, but this week, Brad takes another lead. He goes 1-0 up um, as he accurately got the score right for the Cowboys versus the Titans. I mean, I probably knew that the Cowboys were going to win this game, but, you know, it's it's Derek Henry, isn't it? Yeah, but then, silly me, kind of forgot that he's uh, he's not playing. Uh, they had no Ryan Tannehill either, which is going to hurt them, which uh, basically led them to only rushing for 97 yards, Tennessee. And normally you're looking at, you know, you're looking at at least double that pushing 200 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, they passed the ball considerable, 220 yards. Um, obviously, Joshua Dobbs is in for Tannehill. He actually got 232 completed, but obviously positive yardage was 220. Um Going at Dallas's stats, Dak Prescott two interceptions but two touchdowns, um, and obviously yeah, CD Lamb got a hundred a hundred receiving yards, not even a touchdown. Meanwhile, Dalton Schultz got the benefit of receiving seven times for fifty six yards, averaging eight every time he received the ball for two touchdowns. Um, got him over the line. I think it was just more the fact that you know Tennessee really had to win this game to keep a playoff shot alive, but without any. You know, first team starting quarterback all season who knows the playbook, um, and obviously no Derrick Henry. It's it's going to be a struggle, especially to beat a twelve and four can't, uh, Dallas Cowboys team, Brad. Yeah, we were we when we were talking about it last week when we were previewing it. Um, we were, you know, talking about it how it depends how it's going to go, who's going to turn up, and I didn't realise that he was out injured either, Derrick Henry, um, and. I think that's frustrating because you know off off air we talk we talk quite a bit about about like certain teams don't we and Tennessee always come into the conversation and I think for me personally maybe it wouldn't have made a difference but 
I think I think they won, they'd win the game, or they'd be definitely up there, and it'd be a one-score game if they had Derrick Henry there. That rushing yards, right, is it's like a cheat code for Tennessee, and unfortunately, they've hit poor form at the wrong side of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only good news is, is it looks like it looks like Derrick Henry's going to be back for the last game. Um, the only unfortunate thing is it's against Jacksonville, so you might not be too happy about that. Um, uh, it makes the game more interesting for abs- sure. Absolutely, because Jacksonville are a team that have really looked strong in the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, Tannehill's going to be out for a, for a considerable amount of time. Um, Malik, Wall- Malik Willis hasn't really looked overly great, so they've, they've opted for Joshua Dobbs. Um, for a second straight week, he's completed twenty of thirty-nine passes um, against the Cowboys. So he hasn't relatively played bad, but I mean he hasn't really had any experience playing in the NFL. So I mean going into a game like that, do you want to play the quarterback who's not played well, or obviously play the quarterback who's who's going to be given an opportunity? He's probably just going to throw the ball to to try and, and improve his confidence and just say, look, this might be the only shot I get. So, but yeah, Derrick Henry in for next week. Um, <laughs> I know you wouldn't be too happy. Moving in, we had um, Ago. It's one-one in prediction week there, um, as the uh, Atlanta Falcons beat the Cardinals by a point. Um, from what I watched from the game, it wasn't overly impressive. Um, not really a lot to delve into regarding it. Second quarter was was pretty much the best of it. Apart from that, it was just field goals. Obviously, the Cardinals yeah. weren't using Kyler Murray. Uh, David Blau played, did okay. Uh, Desmond uh, Desmond Ritter was absolutely appalling, really. I mean, 19 passes, 169 yards. In terms of rushing the ball, probably about six, yeah, six yards in it, 130-126. Yeah, just generally not an overly, uh, an overly great game for two teams that are already out of playoff picture, really. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, so when we looked at the predictions, obviously we we chat before we record, and then obviously during quite in depth about teams why we think they're going to win and etc. I just thought the Cardinals had nothing to lose here, and when I was watching the scores coming in, I was really disappointed because they went they were up, and then I was like, ah, oh. then they went down, then they went up again, and I was like, right. I'm going to get it here. The Cardinals are beating the Falcons. I'm really happy. And then I don't think I checked until the next day. And I looked and it was 2019. And I thought, you lot are taking the piss out of me here. <laughs> I was I, def- defensively right. So when you look at the Cardinals this season, obviously they've won four, lost 12, 4 and 12 record. Not not great. But in the sense of when, I, when I've watched them, I've only watched them maybe four or five times, like for in a, an entire game type of thing. And, Offensively, they're not they're not great, but they're not horrific. But defensively, they are. They've probably got the worst defense in all of the NFL. And I know that's a massive statement, but like when you watch them, they just look all lost. over the place lost. constantly. Yeah, they look lost. I completely agree. Which is, it's 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 bizarre though because they had such a good, like we're talking about three or four years ago now at least, but. This is this is what what happens with teams, right? Do you know when they were sort of in playoff contention and stuff like that about three, four, five years ago? Yeah. Like they were in the playoffs, pretty much. You know, they had a season where they did well, season where they did okay, and they didn't build. They didn't build around Tyrone Matthew when he was there, and that was the problem. They didn't build around him. He was quality when he was there, and then they just thought, "Nah, it's all right. We'll let him go." And then they just never really built on it, and it was just, it's it's. This is what happens over the course of four or five years if you don't invest in a star player and build the team around them. And unfortunately, the Cardinals are going to be in for a couple of years of, of hurt, in my opinion, a couple more, because they just they don't have that star player. They don't have a, anyone who they can build the team around. And I don't rate the coach either, in, in, in all fairness. So I know it's harsh, but sometimes you've got to, you've just got to be realistic, haven't you? And... It's just one of them things. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, moving forward, uh, well, I wouldn't say moving forward, but it's coming into into a game we both lost. It was the Bears game. Um, yep. yeah, didn't really look good at all. Chicago, I'll be honest with you, Brad. Sorry to break it to you. 
Yeah, yeah. Justin Fields got 132 yards on the rush, but 75 yards and only completing seven passes from 21. Yeah. Um... Really, really didn't look good. Jared Goff, on the other hand, was absolutely unbelievable again. And I've always, I've always stuck up for Jared Goff. Even before we did the podcast at last season, I thought, you know, I thought it was unfair that he was traded to the Lions for Stafford. I've said it since day yeah. one. 255 yards, three touchdowns. Jamal Williams as well, 144 rushing yards for a touchdown. Dondre Smith as well got one. Um, he also got a receiving touchdown as well as a rushing touchdown. Um, and then Brock Wright as well came in with another two. So, yeah, an absolutely fantastic performance from them. Just 30 positive passing yards for Chicago. Obviously, they did rush 200 yards, which is very, very impressive. Um, but, yeah, not not an overly great one. Seven sacks allowed as well. Not great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... I think I've been, I've been pretty calm and pretty relaxed whilst we've done this, barring maybe a week or two. But I think really was the bad one. You lost, yeah, you lost so, you a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, so there, there was that. But this one for me was really disappointing because watching the game and there were ten seven up after the first, and I thought, Do you know what, this is going to be all right. This, and then I, obviously after that it was a train wreck. And the one thing, right, and obviously I'm we're both quite complimentary about Justin Fields. He's he's going to be a fantastic quarterback in the future, no doubt about it. But I think. Because of where the Bears are, I think he's just thought, "Fuck it, I want that. I want that rushing, that rushing yard record." And I think he's just completely lost his head. Look at the stats, mate. It's Seventy-five poor. yards. It's it's so poor. It's like if if that was Trevor Lawrence or like Kyler Murray or like Goff or Stafford or anyone else, would be ripping them to pieces because it's Absolutely. nowhere near the standard required. Like it's it's frustrating because I really like him. I think he's going to be amazing. Like in the next couple of years, no doubt. But I think he's just looked at the record and thought, you know what, I can get it because I think he's only about 65 yards behind Lamar Jackson's record. But surely, to, maybe I'm wrong, but when you look at it, you think, so the, <laughs> for receiving yards, you've got Cole Kmet, who had two receptions, 27 yards. He got a touchdown. But that's so bad. And then you've got St. Brown, who's behind him on 20. Then you've got Montgomery on 12, etc. It's so poor. And I, and I, want, I want to be complimentary and I want to be like, yeah, the Lions were just a better team. But I, you can't give, you can't be 10-7 up after the first. And then they, ha- they, they, they end up going on to win 41-10. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, that's like, it's so poor. And it shows you where the Bears are. Obviously, I was saying about the Cardinals before this and obviously we've got a worse record than the Cardinals um, I don't think we're a worse team overall but I just think when we've when we've talked in the past like this season the Bears just don't know how to finish teams off yeah. the Falcons obviously they beat the 49ers in like the opening game or the opening couple of games so you've, there's so many games this season where you think okay the Eagles they're, they do, they're, they're a class team but we could have finished them off we could have finished the Lions off, we could have, like, earlier in the season, the Lions, the Vikings, like, Green Bay, obviously Green Bay always beat, always beat the Bears, we always have a good crack about it, but there's, there's been at least seven games this season where it's a one-score game, and because of a stupid decision by whoever it is, Justin Fields or, or whoever, or the attacking coordinator, whatever, it's frustrating because... You look at it and you think they've won three games all season, three games since September. It's embarrassing. It's like you need to build around Justin Fields, but you need to make the right decisions because it's all good having the first pick if that's how it works out to be or the second. But if you if you waste it on someone who you think is going to be decent, then you're looking you're looking forwards and you think in the second round, the third round, don't really have a pick because we traded that last season. So it's like you need to. You need to be smart with it and build the team around it. It's going to be a long rebuild in Chicago, which is frustrating to say, but <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's definitely it's needed. Yeah, it's needed. That's what it is. It's yeah, the Lions, though, mate. I know. The, the Lions at the beginning of the season's record was shocking. Like and the, zero and, and six, got a coach or one and six. Something like that really. Yeah, 
And then you look at it and you think, you know what? They made a, they made a smart move with the quarterback, and that's what I'm talking about. You don't even have to bring in six, seven players who are going to make the difference. Bring in one all-star player and all the players level up because they need to, because they know that their position's on the line. Absolutely. Uh, to put it in perspective, uh, Justin Fields is 63 yards, sorry, 67 yards to beat the record, 66 to tie it. Um, and over the course of the season, J- Justin Fields is actually sixth in the all-time rushing stats for this season. Ridiculous. Uh, he's the only quarterback in the top 30 players. Yeah. Yeah, he's the only quarterback in the top 30, so I can understand him going for it, but look, you've still got a job to do. But yeah, exactly. It's up to him. We're moving in, though, on a positive note, though. We've got Jacksonville. 31-3. I mean, we knew they were going to beat the Texans, but, I mean, they absolutely paved them out the way. Um, Trevor Lawrence, 152 yards, one interception. Then uh, CJ Berthard came in, 29 yards, one interception. Uh, mixing it up, I think, once the game was, was out of sight, really. Um, yeah. But a lot of rush yards came in. Uh, Snoop, Snoop Connor came in, 17 yards, got a touchdown. Um, Jermichael Hasty, 33 yards, touchdown. And Travis Etienne as well for uh, 108 yards, getting a touchdown. Between those three... 24 carries, three touchdowns. Um, obviously, passing the ball wasn't great, but then you look at you look at the Texans. Jesus Christ! The best rusher was 33 yards, Davis Mills, and he was obviously the quarterback. And then you look at receiving yeah. yards. Brandon Cooks, 39 yards receiving was the top one. That's yeah. I think Jacksonville got the job done relatively, probably by well by half time, twenty one nil up. I mean, we have seen it, we've covered it before, where games have flipped. Uh, I think it was the Vikings who were thirty one points ahead, uh, and they they lost it. Uh, or it went to overtime, sorry, and they won. I can't quite remember how it went, but yeah, yeah it was uh, the Indianapolis Colts, wasn't it? That's they it. were up at half time, and then That's they it. came back and won in overtime. Um, but yeah, Texans three points all game. No need to say anymore, really. Just a poor, poor game. Uh, and a point for me and you. On prediction week. Yeah, yeah man. On to on, on the uh, onto the last game of the season for the Jags. See, see, what, see what happens, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chiefs-Broncos. We both had the Chiefs down. Uh, so we moved to 3-3 in the weekend, in the week predictions. 27-24. Yep. One score game. Very, very, very close game. Um, yeah. And for the most part of the game, Kansas didn't really look great. I don't know whether they've they're on the beach or or what. No, I mean, I think pa- yeah. Isaiah Pacheco got a rush yard. Patrick Mahomes three hundred twenty-eight yards, three touchdowns. Um. Yeah. I think there was a lot more points in that game. They just didn't act on it really, but they nearly cost them a big. Yeah, a big, big amount of uh, points there. Because I don't think yeah, I, I don't we... think the Broncos looked overly bad, Brad. No, I think um, as much as you know, the listeners all know by now, we genuinely have a hatred for Russell Wilson. Yeah. But you've got to give the props to him, man. Like two hundred and twenty-two yards off twenty-six completions from thirty-eight passes. Obviously, he had an interception there, but had a touchdown, and I, and I think. When he needs to turn it on, he can turn it on. But I just don't think the Chiefs are like are that motivated, man. Like to the northern in the playoffs, and I just think, and obviously that's not a good mentality to have. But that's got to be the only reason because they just don't look like they're out of first gear. It's it's really weird to watch them play like in the last three weeks because they've they've clinched it about in the last month, haven't they? And you're like, are these are these going to get this get to the playoffs and get absolutely destroyed? But then they'll they'll turn it on like they always do, and it's just mm, it's an interesting one watching them. Um, but you know they've they've got they've got some some very good talent. I'm I'm really impressed with Kadarius Tony. Like I I think he's had a he's had a really good season, and I think he's one of the the ones that don't really get enough attention. You know, with McKinnon being in there and Kelsey. Um, I think because obviously they're probably the main two that you'd you'd highlight. Yeah. Um, especially Travis Kelsey, but I think he's doing really well. Tony, he's he's you know doing really well. Um, 
And obviously, shout out to my boy, Smith Schuster. Oh, there it is. There <laughs> it is. Every bloody week. And, and a shout out to, to one of your old boys, Valdez Scanton. Yeah. Another, he's been another doing solid performance. Yeah, can't complain with, uh, with Valdez Scanton. He's got the Green Bay blood. That's why he's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, to move into the next game, Brad actually takes the lead in this game, in this. Um, actually, no, I think it is. No, I think it was tied anyway. It was 3 2. Because I put you a point down for getting the Cardinals right. So it's 3 all. Uh, Patriots okay. beating the Dolphins. Yes. Um, it was an interesting one, this, because we've we've covered covered them both, haven't we, really, over the past six weeks? And the Dolphins win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And. The Patriots at the beginning of the season obviously didn't have a great start, and we were all <laughs> raving about Miami. And then you look at them now; obviously, they beat Miami, and they've both got an identical record. So, have Miami had a bad season? Have the Patriots had a bad season, or have they both had a decent season? Like you decide, because it's it was weird. It was it wasn't a great game though. Like I watched, I watched the second half. It wasn't a great game. Um, obviously, the scoreline was pretty close and. I just, I just feel that Miami are absolutely shooting themselves in the foot. Like they just, they don't look like the team they did for the first half of the season, and I, and I don't know whether that's influence, lack of influence from the quarterback, or. But to say that about the quarterback, I, I massively rate Teddy Bridgewater. By the way, he looks fantastic, but I just don't know if the team are like, well, he's our guy. When you know when two is there, they're like he's our guy, he can get us out of the shit type of thing. Where with Bridgewater, I think he's a fantastic quarterback, but I don't know what you think. But I don't know whether the the bought into his style of play yet. I don't know. Like, and that that's a question for you know for for the for the head coach. And but I think it's an interesting one. And there's one player I'm going to highlight here who I've been very very disappointed with this season overall. Tyreek Hill. Very disappointing, Matt. Like, I, I expected so much more, and like he re- he reminds me of. Do you know when we're covering um, the Raiders, mm. Devante Adams? It's like Devante Adams is wasted there. Tyreek Hill is wasted here, and it's <coughs> it's disappointing to see because over the years when Adams was at Green Bay and obviously Tyreek Hill was at Kansas, they were unbelievable. Yeah. But I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the future is for them. But at the end of the day, like we say, Patriots move on and look like they've got a bit of momentum and see what happens next week. And the Dolphins, similar to the Titans, look like they're just just losing. Yeah. Going in it for me, it's I, I don't I think the Patriots have been poor at times, um, but I don't really think that. They've had any really major injuries. They had that game where they lost all the quarterbacks against Green Bay. I think they lost three quarterbacks yeah. in one game, and it was really bad. And there was a couple of shaky games after, which really reflects on a couple of losses. Uh, but for me, the Dolphins, their main thing is is Terry Bridgewater does look fantastic. I'll give it, right? But then they brought yeah. Skylar Thompson on. And yeah, look, I will say yeah. credit to Skylar Thompson. He didn't play overly bad. But he looked out of his depth because he didn't really know what he was doing. He didn't have. He hasn't had a lot of time. He hasn't. He's been in practice squad most of the time. Complete the same amount of passes. Twelve from twenty-one yeah. for Thompson. Twelve from nineteen. But it's like the, the thing with the Dolphins is they have no backup plan if they don't have Tua. The players yeah. can kind of adapt, but they can't adapt that quick. If Terry Bridgewater was in there for two or three weeks, when Tua, if Tua's out or he's out for a considerable amount of time, then yeah, they'd be able to adapt and keep playing. Um. But I think not having two in there and not having a backup plan is what's costing the Dolphins. I, I don't think either team have been relatively bad. They've been poor at times. You have to concede that. Um, I mean, Tyreek Hill is still second for receiving yards. But two things to consider. Devante Adams is third, but he's at Las Vegas. And you look at how many games he's put in less than 50 yards. Massive. He's, I mean, Devante Adams has still got like 1,400 yards. But you normally expect him to have you know, 17, 18, 1,900 yards by now. Um, I mean, the Tyree kill at Kansas would have a lot more yardage there. But then there's also the yeah. fact that you've got to look at the fact that Cooper Cup hasn't been around. You know, there's a lot of wide receivers that have, have been injured. They haven't played. Um, 
you know, Stefan Diggs relatively hasn't had as many yards given because of you know the the way Buffalo play. They they can run the ball with the quarterback now, and they have a really good running back in Singletary. So then they run the ball, so that takes yardage off him. Uh, I mean, even at a long shot, DK Metcalf is normally right up there as well. Um, but yeah, I think it reflects sort of Mike Evans as well. Mike Evans is a really big shout. Tom Brady not getting the ball up to him as well. So yeah, I think a poor season, a poor season by expectation for Hill and Adams, um, in my view. Uh, going forward, yeah, I agree with you. I don't really know what happens. Um, yeah, not really much to go into, to be honest. Nah, man. Um, moving into another one. Um, I go 4-3 up against Brad here. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Because the Giants beat the Colts. Uh, yeah. Two very, very shaky teams at the moment. The Giants looked really good that midpoint. After they beat Green Bay and London, they looked scarily strong. They're still 9-6 and six with a tie in there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Indianapolis, all over the shop, really. Not really much else to say, really. No, um, just just a quick one, just to obviously kick them while they're down. Like when you've got two quarterbacks who don't even get a hundred yards each passing, you know that you've got massive problems. Nick Foles, man, honestly, the only the only thing he's known for, and obviously he he was shite at shite at Chicago as well. Um, like that, it was when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, wasn't it? When Carson Wentz got injured. Yeah. And falls carried through the playoffs and beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, and he, they did that amazing trick play, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and he, and he, it's 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 good to be obviously when it mattered they were winning, but like to do it continuously or do it for a team who aren't as good as playoff team, it's 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 frustrating. Um, the one thing I'm going to say is that like, I'm really intrigued to see how New York do in postseason because I think. They've looked decent. They looked really good, didn't they? They looked like similar to Philadelphia through the first half of the season. Yeah. And then they've fallen off a bit. So I'm I'm really intrigued of obviously when we watch the playoffs, how they get on because I'm I'm like, do you reckon they'll they'll have what it takes to hang with the big boys or do you think they'll be same old New York who just are always the bridesmaid, never the bride type of thing? I think they'll struggle to be honest. I really do. Yeah. Um, but one question I will ask before we move on end of the season Super Bowl's wrapped up and everything end of contracts come out Daniel Jones' contract is up at the Giants do you keep him? Um, it's difficult isn't it um, it's difficult because when I look at him <sighs> when I look at him he doesn't Scream out franchise quarterback. No, like he scream, he screams out. Do you know, like for one of the top teams where you have Buckle. someone who warms the bench and yeah. you know, like, and this is no disrespect, right? But you know, someone like a Teddy Bridgewater, like Taylor who steps in, can do the job, and yeah, yeah. So for me, I would if I was them, I'd be more worried about losing Barkley than I would be about losing Jones. Yeah, I think Barkley's out of contract as well. So yeah, that's a, it's a big one. I tr- honestly, I try and keep them both. I think. Yeah. I think they just need more options going forward. Daniel Jones is brilliant on the rush, though. He has got it, but consistently got it is the question. He hasn't consistently performed yeah. at a level that you would expect. So what we'll see. Yeah. For, me, for me, I would keep him, but obviously, you know, we'll see what happens in postseason. Um, moving into other games, the Browns beat the Commanders. Um, who uh, we didn't actually have that one written down, Brad. Who actually got that one right? I think we 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 both oh, we both sorry. went for the Browns because of the inconsistency in the quarterback position in uh, Washington. Incorrect. <laughs> Brad said Washington. Did I go Washington? Did I go Washington? <laughs> yeah. Did you go Washington? No, I went Bowie Cleveland, man. Did I go Washington? Yeah, you sure did. Underneath the Panthers game. So I'm sure that, just briefly, I'm sure when we made this prediction, I said, <laughs> so I, I did say Washington, you're correct. I'm sure I said if if 
Heineke plays, they'll win. If Wentz plays, they'll they'll lose because he'll throw like too many interceptions. Yeah, wasn't wrong, was I? Yeah. Like it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and I know we've touched on it in the last couple of weeks. But I just don't. I don't understand how you can bring Carson Wentz straight back in and then be like, oh yeah, ideal. I'll just throw three interceptions. But then if it's Heineke who throws three interceptions, he'll he'll bench him for the next game. It's 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 honestly crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely mad because he was carrying that team through the first half of the season, and as soon as he gets in a bit of bother or they have a tough schedule, he's he's basically shit on him. It's 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 not fair, really, when you think about it. No, it's not. Um, other results in the week: Bucks beat the Panthers thirty twenty four. We both said the Panthers yeah. probably probably being hopeful on that one, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Seahawks beat the Jets. Uh, yeah, we both said that because the Jets are on the down and out at the moment. They're on a spiral. Yeah. Um, Steelers, we both... Oh, oh, sorry. I lag it. Brad took the Ravens. Uh, 16-13 in favour of Pittsburgh. As I said, TJ, what would, would cause a nightmare? He did, but he didn't cause a relatively big problem. They just really couldn't get going. That was the, that was the thing. Yeah. Um... Chargers beating the Rams. Some stupid idiot over here took uh, took the Rams. But again, unpredictable from the Chargers. They're one of them, aren't they? They either win and lose, they win, lose, win, lose, or they lose two, then they win two. They're a very, very strange team to play this season. Yeah, they're, they are actually. And when you look at it, can you mistake me if I'm wrong here? Is it the first time that Justin Herbert's been in the postseason? Uh, no, they were in the postseason. They were in the postseason last season. Was it last season? Yeah, they're in last season. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if it was a couple of years ago and it was in like his debut season, or it was, or whether they scraped in last season. Yeah, they were in wild card last year. Yeah. So that that being said, um, you know when you look at their, re- I think their record's pretty good when you look when you think of Absolutely. you think of them a win lot, win one, lose one type of team. So do you think with obviously the the put the Rams away with relative ease, which most teams have this season. Yeah. Um, what What's your thoughts on how far they can go with with Herbert in in the postseason? I generally think they'll get. I think they'll get through first round because um, they're going to have a, a relatively okay season. I think they're going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah. Which we'll look at once we look at the playoff picture coming into uh, to the preview week uh, side of the podcast. Um, I think there could be a dark horse, but. I don't know. It depends on how it, if they can sort these inconsistencies out, and they all suddenly realise how big the occasion is. Uh, I wouldn't sleep on them for sure. I definitely wouldn't. Yeah. Um, all the results. Obviously, the the Bills Bengals game was cancelled. It's not going to be played. Uh, we will come into that in prediction week. Um, who else have we got to line up? Forty Niners beating the Raiders thirty-seven thirty-four. Uh, we both said the Niners. <laughs> Strange one that one because the Raiders didn't look overly overly bad and the Forty ers looked good. They did look good. Um, Brock Purdy was 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 great. Not out not outrageous, but uh, I think it yeah. helped by the fact that they had Christian McCaffrey in there causing all sorts of problems. Partner with Ayuk as well, doing all sorts on the receive. His route running was really really impressive. Yeah. Um, Devante Adams as well though was causing all sorts of issues. Obviously Derek Carr's gone. Uh but you notice how when he's gone, Devante the ball, Jarrett Stidham's come in, thrown the ball every near enough every time he had an opportunity to to Devante Adams. 153 yards for Devante Adams. Strange, isn't it? So happy was <laughs> Derek Carr about getting his quarterback in that they played college together and they were so happy and then look how it ended. Not throwing the ball and you've lost your quarterback. It's it's really it's it's interesting because you look at it and you think it was a match made in heaven on paper, and then obviously got rid, and then you you got Jarrett Stidham who comes in, mate. Against anyone else, I think they win this game. You know, like one thing I would ask: is, the Niners are crazy. Stidham yeah. Stidham starts this season, right? Yeah. The Raiders are six and ten. How many games do they win with Stidham throwing that ball to Devante Adams? At six and ten, I, I think they're easily nine, nine, seven. Yeah, easy nine, seven, I ten, six. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's a negative record. Nah, not at all. I think, yeah, the 
the if he if if you can replicate that form against you know your teams who are in in and around you, the games that they've lost. I, I think they'd put team. I think next season, I, I think they could. They add a bit of a bit more quality, and I think they could. They could definitely be a playoff team for sure. Hundred uh, percent. Two games left to preview this week, uh, and we obviously know which one's going to be covered last. Uh, so we'll jump in. Eagles dropping a game to the Saints. Um, yeah, we both said the Eagles, which we thought was a no-brainer because the Saints haven't been relatively impressive. I mean, Andy Dalton, 205 yards, one interception thrown, Taysom Hill, two passes completed, no, both of them no touchdowns. Um, Taysom Hill got one on the rush. Uh, again, kicking though. Kicking, kicking, kicking. Um, strange. Really um, was a strange one. I don't... And I get, I get what they're doing. Do you know when you talk about teams being on the beach? Yeah. Obviously, the Eagles are massively on the beach, but I don't think I, I don't think it's a good good tactic. Resting, I know you don't want them to be injured and no be out first. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it, and I think for me personally, if you're if you said to me, like what you can do is you can win most of your games all season, lose a couple, and then when it matters, when you need momentum to carry in at the postseason, you get beat by a garbage Saints. Like let's be honest, they've, they've done all right this year. They've done similar to the Raiders, or like it raises questions though, doesn't it, going into off season, in the playoff season. Sorry, it raises questions. Yeah. getting beat by a team like that. I don't, I don't understand why, why, why you'd be like, oh yeah, it's all right. We'll we'll just get beat and lose all momentum of the last two three months. Doesn't it genuinely like confuses the life out of me because it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any actual sense. Like literally, they were shut out in the first, second, fourth. Like, how can a team who everyone's tipping to win the Super Bowl be shut out in three out of the four quarters? It makes zero sense. Crazy, isn't it? Really is. Yeah, madness, man. But without further ado, clutch time, baby. <laughs> I don't need to say a word. I watched this game and I was excited and I'll be telling you perfectly honest. Green Bay really let off the gas in the fourth quarter. That was a 41-3 game. And honestly, attacking offensively wise, Green Bay, unbelievable. Not massive yardage on the ball, 159 from Rodgers, just 15 passes. But you had, what, 26 carries between Jones and Dylan, 152 yards. But man of the match, man of the match. Jay Alexander. When he got home at night, car keys came out, his phone came out, and so did Justin Jefferson. See you later, pal. Not a yard on the ball. How many yards did Justin Jefferson get? 15 yards on a receive. That's all Justin Jefferson got, and he's leading the receiving yardage with over 1,700 yards. See you later, Vikings. Yeah, spraying the ball about, but when Aaron Rodgers sprayed the ball about, the receiver knew that they were getting the ball. No interceptions thrown at all. Only the one passing touchdown. But you look at it, Alan Lazard, five receptions, Tonyan three. Not relatively, not relatively high receptions, but they all got really good yardage. Tonyan getting a receiving touchdown as well. Um Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um you know, and then I mean let's not forget the uh the return. The fantastic, wonderful punt return. Kielsen Nixon. Unbelievable. One return, one touchdown. 105 yards, I think he got in the end. Over the course of all fire run. In total with all the weaving. Absolutely fantastic. Then there was the then there was the intercepted pass that we smashed in for another one. Um, and you know, going in at the half, there were 27-3 down the Vikings. Um, no points scored in the third Four, Then Green Bay came out again Bang, two touchdowns It was 41-3 um, Jordan Love came in He was having a little play about He got two two or three snaps uh, And they let off the gas And you know, I think defensively they were using a few other players A few younger players came in And at that point You, you can you can do it You, know, you want to rest those players for the final week 
uh, and you're 41-3 up, you can kind of take your, your gas off. But this was a must-win game for Green Bay. We have to win both games to get into the playoffs. And by God, we did it, baby! <laughs> oh, man, I'm so happy. <laughs> yes, so obviously you watched the game, I didn't. Um, and obviously it so- sounded like a demolition job in all... all- all seriousness, take take your Green Bay hat off for a second, yeah. I was only have it on. for this question. So, <laughs> so I want I want to know your, your serious thoughts. Obviously, we talk and we crack and we have banter and you know, but how far? One, I'll, there's two parts to the question. How far can Green Bay make it in the playoffs if they get there after beating the Lions this week? And are you concerned if you're a Minnesota fan going into the postseason after getting? an absolute demolition job done on you by a team respectfully Ryan who have been shit for most of the season Um. okay going into the playoffs let's face it so Green Bay are probably going to come in at bottom seed so they're going to be right at the bottom yeah. uh, if they win wildcard week obviously they still hold bottom seed so they're going to have to play the Eagles um, bearing, in mind, bearing in mind, I think the first, I think the week before that, they're gonna to have to play the 49ers. So, if it's all hooked up now and they're starting to look good and they're starting to play the ball, I could see us taking the 49ers. I really could. If Jimmy Garoppolo's not in there, his mastermind at old school f- football and a team that's got it switched on, I don't know. I mean, look at look at the way the look at the way the Raiders played against them. Took the game to them. If Green Bay do the same, that could be dangerous. And there's yeah. a lot of experience in that Green Bay team. Now we've already played. We've already played the Eagles as well, and it was relatively close. But then the drop off in the second half came. I don't think we'd beat the Eagles. I really don't. Realistically, no. Do I? Do I want them to? Absolutely. But I can't see them getting to the Super Bowl. I can't. I think there's far too much competition in there. I mean, look at some of the teams in the area that could have to play. Eagles, 13-3. 49ers, 12-4. Maybe have to play the Vikings, depending on how things go, 12-4. Cowboys, 12-4. I mean, we've already we beat the Cowboys. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's hard to predict. I think, I think beating Wildcard Weekend... And then we'll see how they look. But I think going in off that performance and how they do on Sunday, we could take the 49ers. But whether we go any further or not, I, yeah. I generally don't want to put all my eggs in the basket and say yes, because I can't confidently yeah. say it. I really can't. Um, Yeah, so that is week 17 lined up. So we'll go into your prediction week. So this is week... 18. It's the final week of regular season. We are here. Um, for all our fans, there's two games on the Saturday. One at 9.30pm and one at quarter past one. Um, and then, obviously, to run through Sunday as well. Usual kind of rundown. Um, so, we'll kick it off. Saturday night. Kansas City at Las Vegas. Um, there's implications here, isn't there? Because they need to win, don't they? Yes. So, they need to win. It's like, you can't go off previous games, though. Oh, man. You go for I can't. I don't know. I need to have a think for like a minute. So, based on the fact fact that the Buffalo game with the Bengals isn't going to be played, and it's all a bit messed up, basically, odds on, guarantee, is the Kansas City getting first seed in the AFC. So I think they don't really have any pressure. There's no really. They've got first seed. They've got home advantage. That's guaranteed. No one's going to topple it. I'm taking the Raiders. There you are. I'm the taking. Great, the, I'm know. taking the Raiders. Due to the unfortunate benefit that's granted to uh, to Kansas. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for Kansas just because I think they need to rubber stamp 
that they haven't been given number one seed and they need to earn it. So I think, you know, it's out of an unfortunate circumstance. But that being said, I think Kansas will... I think it's going to be a one-score game, though. I don't think it's going to be high... I don't think it's going to be massively high score. I think it's going to be like a 17-14 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Kansas just. Okay. So we've got divisive positions here. Um, don't don't even need to ask me. Don't have to ask you either. I'm taking Jack. I'm taking. <laughs> ja- I'm taking Jacksonville. Oh! I don't think they'll do it. I don't. I think there's too much momentum knocked out of them now. Jacksonville are flying. I think Jacksonville will do it. I think if they can shut down Derrick Henry defensively, they've got nothing going forward because they haven't got a quarterback who can play the ball out. So if Jacksonville get Derrick Henry shut down. Jacksonville win that game. Yeah. There's no plan B there with Tannehill being out. Uh, obviously, you're taking Jacksonville. Right. Sunday games. Tampa Bay versus the Falcons. Christ. Tampa Bay because the Falcons are fucking dreadful. Give me the Falcons. I'll be here. Give me the Falcons. Right, I'll give you the Falcons, but give me a reason. Because I'll be honest, just as bad as Atlanta are, the fucking books are shite, and I will never yeah. take Tom Brady. Well, apart from two weeks ago, but I ah, yeah, but that that was to win the playoff week, which I still, I mean, I still didn't win <laughs> yeah, the playoff, fair, yeah, didn't yeah, win playoff week. <laughs> and can I also point out that two weeks running, I've now won playoff week. I won six four this week. <laughs> Somehow. Yep. Somehow. Um purely down to a couple of teams throwing L's. Uh right. Patriots at Buffalo. Now this this last week going in was, was all gone Buffalo. But with obviously what's gone on, how come how good do you think Buffalo are gonna be? They've only hit practice today. Uh, sorry, yesterday. They haven't I they, think they... Sorry, um I think that They've apparently had a video message um, from Hamlin, um, and he's saying he, you know, he's all right. And I, I think, I think they're going to come out and think, right, let's go. I uh, think it could go the other way, like this. Yeah, I do as well. I just can't see, I can't see New England winning, in my opinion. Nah, it's in Orchard Park of Buffalo as well. It's in their home area, and that place yeah. is scary to play in at the moment. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go Bills. Um. I don't really need to ask you on this one because I probably know who you're going to take. But Chicago, Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> it's at Soldier uh, Field. Give me the Vikings, please. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. The way you played against the Lions, nah. Sorry. The same as you with the Vikings. Bar- I can't bet against them. I wish I could because they're fucking dreadful. Yeah, I yeah, really I wish I could. They're not going to win, though, are they? Let's be honest. Nah. I'm going to go Bears, but the Vikings will win. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. These games are getting worse. Houston-Indianapolis. Do we actually care? Texans. Yeah. Um, Texans, purely because... The Indianapolis Colts haven't got a quarterback who can throw a ball. And yes, you are correct. We do not care. Yeah, we don't care. Sorry, fans, but we don't. Play, <laughs> be- play better. Oh, here's an interesting one. Jets at Miami. Miami. Because they have a good week and a bad week, and this week will be a good week. <laughs> Give me the Jets. Mate! Give me the Jets! No worries. Sauce Gardner Masterclass, thank you very much. Um, Oh, for Christ's sake. Saints Panthers. Give me Carolina. I'm sorry, Carolina. Give me New Orleans. Oh. I think it'll be a decent game this time. I think that'll be a one score game. It'll be close. There's a couple of good games coming in here. Pittsburgh, Cleveland. 
Now that is, Where is it a, that? It's at Pittsburgh, but it's going to be a good game, though, I think. I reckon it'll be a good one as well, to be fair. Um, two weeks running, give me the Browns. You're going against the Steelers? I am. I predict the Browns will not do the job. I've gone. I've gone the other way. <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> uh, I think we both know we're picking here. Chargers at the Broncos. Justin Herbert, please. Thanks. No need to even discuss. I just think at this point now, the stride. They need to show that they've got the credentials to not win and lose, win and lose. They're going to try and win that game. I think. Yeah, completely agree. Oh, this this could cause an upset as well. The Giants at Philadelphia. Give me the Giants. Yeah, do you know what? I'll take the Giants on that one. If they rest Jalen Hurts, they don't win that game. No, I completely agree. The look, the look lost without him. In fairness. Um, relatively easy game coming up. Arizona versus San Francisco. Jesus, that'll be a bloodbath, that you know. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be one score. That. Do you reckon? Are you being serious? Yep. I, I think. I think San Francisco will let off the gas. I think they're the best players. I think they will. Over the fear that, over the knowing that they're going to have to play Green Bay in Wildcard Week if Green Bay get through. Yeah. That's the key. Are you going nine as well? Um, I'm taking Arizona. Fuck right off. I think I think they'll lay, I think I think they'll rest players, man. I think Christian McCaffrey will play half yeah. the game. You know, uh, Brandon Ayuk he'll be rested because he he's quite injury prone. I think they'll drop players, man. I think they will for good measure. They don't need to win the game. True. So, I don't know, the Cardinals might go out and just say, right, yeah, we'll just throw everything out and see how we get on. And, like, they'll be surprised. Probably a stupid, that's probably the stupidest call of the week from me, but, hey, we take it. <laughs> uh, Rams at the Seahawks. Give me Seahawks, please. Thank you very much. Shut up, LA. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> yeah, I just, they just look horrific, don't they? Like, and I know they, they had a big win, but, oh, well. Poor. Really, really poor. Um, oh, Cowboys at Washington. Ooh. Good bath that, by the way. Yeah, Dallas are going to fucking wallop a man there. Yeah, all over. Yeah, and final game of the week, and it's probably the most important for me, but most important in terms of the NFC. Detroit play Green Bay. Now... It's a must-win game for both teams. However, it's at Lambo. <laughs> Give me the Packers. Thank you very much. Aaron Rodgers clutch. Say no more. I'm going to be very happy next week. I am 100% confident. Oh. Oh, don't be that guy. No, no, no! I'm not. I'm not doing what I am doing. What, I'm, I'm doing what you were doing in the previous one uh, with the Cardinals. I, I don't think the Lions will win, but I don't think it's going to be an annihilation job by any means. Um, it, de- it depends. It to- so this game solely depends, in my opinion, on your defense, like massively. I think it, because we know the Lions can high score, the Lions can romp most teams, like to our, in the last six or seven weeks, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going Green Bay. I think I think I think I think if it was in Detroit, I think I'd go Lions personally. Yeah. But I think home home advantage in such a massive game with a crowd on your side, I, I I don't think you can you can overlook that really. Yeah, I mean on the road, Detroit seemed to be the better team through most part of the game against Green Bay in the last couple of seasons. Even last year, they took a really hard hit yeah. team against Green Bay. But at Lambeau, all the pressure. You've got what? God knows how many thousands of fans, all in green. It's it's scary. All the pressure's on you, and you're coming to the home of NFL. It's it's scary. It really is a scary, scary game. Um, 
But let's look at the playoffs then. As as things stand for the AFC, you'll have the Patriots at seventh seed playing second seed Buffalo Bills. Baltimore will play the Bengals and the Chargers will play the Jags who sit at fourth seed um, with the Chiefs getting the first round by. Um, in the NFC, as it looks, the Seahawks will play the Niners. The Giants will play the Vikings. The Cowboys will play Tampa, uh, which is weird to say because Tampa get home advantage over a 12-4 Dallas because of how well the Eagles have played. Which is a strange one. Um, but AFC, to clinch it, Jacksonville will win the AFC South. Even with a tie, they get it. Um, so they're pretty much nailed on to get in. Uh, you know, if they win, they're in, basically. Um, Titans can only win the AFC South. I don't think that's enough. Buffalo in, Patriots... Patriots clinch a playoff berth with a win, or if Miami, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville... Sorry, if Miami lose and Pittsburgh lose and Jacksonville win, the Patriots are in. Wow. So it gets complicated. The Dolphins get in if they win and New England lose. And yeah. Bear in mind, the Patriots have got Buffalo, so not looking good. Um, and Pittsburgh will clinch the playoffs if they win and Miami and New England lose. So that's a strange one. Wow. Um, in terms of the NFC, um, yeah, the Eagles haven't comp haven't clinched first seed yet. This could all change due to the fact that they lost last week. Um, if they win and the other two teams lose, which is Dallas and something, I mean Dallas could Dallas could still get first seed. They still well. could get first seed, and they they go from fifth seed to first. It's that close. Forty Nines could get first seed if they win. If Philly if Philly lose, then you know the Forty Nines or the Cowboys could get in and play Washington Arizona. Yeah. You know, and the Eagles have left it late. They've got the Giants. It's a tough tough week. The Seahawks get yeah. in. The Seahawks will get into the playoffs if they win and Green Bay lose. If the uh, if yeah. the Seahawks lose and Detroit win, they are in. And all Green Bay have to do, and I'm saying this with so much emphasis, Green Bay just need to win. It doesn't matter if Seattle win. Green Bay win, they are in. It's a really tough one. I would not like to write this down. Nah, it's what, it's what we love about the NFL, this though, man. This is it. Like, this is it. It's like, twist, it's like the final day of the season in the in the Premier League, and it's you saw on the edge of your seat. Yeah, it's crazy. So, talking of obviously implications for the for the playoffs. Yeah. So the AFC playoff picture, and this article's off CBS. Um, apparently they've voted today. Obviously, they've cancelled the Bills-Bengals game. And there's a couple of proposals that have been voted through. So, under the first proposal that was voted through, the AFC Championship will now be played at a neutral site if any of the three following scenarios are met. If Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie in Week 18, then Buffalo versus Kansas Championship game will be at a neutral site. Scenario 2. If the Bills and Chiefs both lose in Week 18 and Baltimore win or ties with the Bengals, then Buffalo versus Kansas would be at a neutral site. And Scenario 3. If Buffalo and Kansas both lose and Cincinnati beats Baltimore, then Bills or Bengals versus Chiefs Championship game would be at a neutral site. And then, if necessary, the NFL Commissioner, Roger Goodell, will determine the site of the game. I don't... I don't like the decision... I don't think any AFC teams who are up there like the decision. I don't fully understand it. And I think to play a neutral game when you've worked your ass off all season yeah. to get that seed in, to play at home, I think it's a bit of a kick, kick in the teeth, Ryan, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think with the pressure, because obviously after the season, next week is wildcard weekend, you don't really get much of a choice. There's nowhere to fit the game in. 
Because yeah. if both of those, one of those teams will have to play two games in the space of a week, it's a big ask. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the situation's not great. But yeah, it's it's not fair. But there's not really much else to do, really. They're not going to push all oh. the playoff games back, though, are they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's there's one part actually that I missed. So the NFL is giving the Ravens a chance to possibly host a wild card game, even though Baltimore will be finishing in second place, no matter what happens on Sunday. So, under that scenario, the Ravens wouldn't win the division, even though they swept the Bengals and had a better division record. To fix the problem, the owners have approved a proposal that will call for a coin flip to determine the host of a potential Bengals-Ravens wildcard game. The coin flip would only happen if both scenarios are met. So the scenarios are the Ravens beat the Bengals and the two teams are scheduled to play each other in the wildcard round. May a, a, fl- a flip of a coin to decide who's going to play at home. That is wild. Based on the way I've got it, right, is I've put all my predictions in. If you go to ESPN, there's a playoff machine, right? Mm-hmm. So I put it in and I put all my team's predictions in, right? And the way I work it is no matter who wins between Cincinnati or Baltimore, with all the other fixtures I've got in, they'll play each other anyway. But the, so, way, the funny yeah. thing is, is the way I've got it, right, is Buffalo would get the first seed. Kansas would be second, and they'd have to play the Patriots at seventh seed. Yeah. Third and fifth would be Cincinnati and Baltimore. And then Jacksonville would play the Chargers. Right? Which yeah. could happen. Uh, even if even if Baltimore beat the Ravens, the same playoff picture exists. Now, if I switch it to the other way around in terms of the NFC games I've got predicted, yeah. if Philadelphia lose, uh, and dis- even if the 49ers lose, the Philadelphia Eagles will be fifth seed with a 13-4 and record. That's mental. The Cowboys would get first seed with a win. Green Bay would play Minnesota at Minnesota, as Minnesota would be second seed. Yeah. The Giants would play the 49ers, as the 49ers would then be third seed, which would mean the Eagles would play Tampa Bay. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be fourth seed with a projected 8-9 and nine record. Ridiculous. A negative record. I've got a negative record. And Green Bay 9-8. It's madness. So, yeah. It's... it's... Um, yeah, it's... It's an interesting one, and do you remember last week we were talking about... Well, it wasn't even last week, it was a couple of days ago before we recorded, um, about Sky Sports in the UK, about the televised games for this weekend. Yeah. The televised games, the 6 o'clock ones, New England at Buffalo. Nice. And then the 9.25 one, which uh, I can see why they've done it, but I wouldn't personally have chosen it, is New York at Philly. Oh, yeah, absolutely, definitely the game I would choose. Is that, is that the one you choose? Yeah, I'd choose that. Yeah. I I I I would have edged more towards the 49ers, but that's just I think that's just simply for the fact that I think they're the most informed team in the NFL right now. Um when when you look at when you sort of like a hardcore like we are. Um but I can understand why when you look at the implications, New York against Philly is a big game and which makes sense. Um, I'm just glad they haven't they haven't put the six o'clockers, the Vikings, and Isla in Chicago. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, we don't really want to watch. Uh, we don't really want to watch Sunday league NFL, do we? So. Yeah. Um. He's fishing. He's fishing. Oh, I'm fishing, but I ain't getting a bite tonight. But <laughs> how the week goes, we'll find out. We'll find out next week when me and Brad come in to do our usual review, and then we'll probably have an extended episode next week because we'll be looking at Wildcard Weekend, and uh, for Wildcard Weekend, me and Brad are doing the best thing ever. We're spending it in the pub. So yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just going to be uh, lots of beers and uh, and lots of good vibes. So yeah, but from from myself and Brad, we hope you have a fantastic weekend of NFL action, and we hope that any teams who are in the playoff picture, we hope your teams make it. Unless you're a Detroit Lions fan, then I hope you get nothing. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, we'll we'll catch you all next week when we start doing the preview for for Wildcard Week. Anything else you'd like to add, Brad? Just just one more thing. I think going into the last week, it's. It's massive, isn't it? When you when you look at like how the season's gone, I don't think for me as it like in the last. Say I've been I've been watching the NFL for over ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
same as you, but I think for me, I don't think I remember a season quite like this. Like it's been, it's been absolutely bonkers, but in the best way. Like obviously, we started this. We've started it in the best season ever. Like it's been it's absolutely been so insane. insane. Yeah, I agree. And I really and I and I, and I think I think that's the way it should be. It should be unpredictable. It should be, you know, it it should be just crazy. And and I like that. And I think. I think the playoffs are going to be the same. I think next weekend, obviously, wild card will be, will be, will be more of the same. But yeah, I just, I just think it's been class, and and I'm glad we're on this journey, and we'll have many, 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 many more episodes to go. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's that's it, that's it for me this week. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no doubt we'll uh, we'll catch you all next week. So from myself and Brad, take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Good night, and uh, and yeah, God bless. Bye, everyone.